Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For more information or to keep up on current events and products, please go to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. So I, I was reading over here, uh, the Lord was reminding me of the, wind, the story of Jesus when uh, they go out into the storm and he falls asleep in the boat. And I thought, well, this is, you know how you think you know what God has to say and then you read it and you're like, oh, um, okay. And so uh, I'm going to read this story to you and I'm going to share with you what I feel like the Lord wanted me to share with you. It says, in, and I'm in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, on the same day... When evening had come, he, meaning Jesus, said to them, meaning the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, having seen, what did they do? See in the multitude? Miracles, right? God's provision. Seeing Jesus show up and do things that were supernatural. They had experienced it. They had been a part of it. They were actually watching the abundance manifest in their hands as they were walking forth on faith and obedience as the the provision of the Lord multiplied as they moved on faith. Let us cross over to the other side. When they had left the multitude, he they took him along in the boat as he was. Okay? So Jesus was with them. He gave a clear directive. He said, let us go and do this. Okay? So he said, let us go and do this, and I will be with you. Okay? So anybody following here where God has said, hey, let's go do this, and I will be with you. And you're like, okay, great. Jesus is in the boat. Everything's going to be great. But here's what happens. It says, and a great windstorm arose, and waves began to beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. Okay? So in the midst of the will of God, hear me. <laughs> In the midst of the will of God, there was a storm. Because a lot of times we encounter craziness, the waves beating the side, chaoticness, the hail, the windstorm. And we're like, but I could swear that God told me to go in this direction. And we assume we must be doing something wrong. We assume that we've gotten off path. And it never enters into our mind that sometimes in the midst of God's will, there is a windstorm. And sometimes that is a part of his will. And in the process of this, Jesus hasn't just fallen asleep. Now listen to this. This is this I was chuckling about this over here. It's like and he was in the stern asleep. Not just asleep, he was asleep on a pillow. Now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but there's times when you fall asleep. But if I'm gonna fall asleep on my pillow, I'm intentionally taking a nap. So Jesus didn't just happen to fall asleep. I would like to propose that he intentionally took a nap. Knowing that there was a windstorm coming right in the middle of the whip. And so in the middle of this chaos, being confident that this is what God has called me to do. He's told me to get in this boat. He's going to be with me. And now I enter into this time of testing of this windstorm and there's silence. I'm thinking about when, do you remember when you were in, in high school? How, some of you were in high school still. <laughs> high school, college. And there were like exams that you would take. And the teacher sat over in the corner completely silent. Because now was a time for her to test your knowledge. And the information that you have been learning all along was being put to the test. 
And I believe that's what Jesus was doing here. They were given a pop exam. You know, there were the exams that you planned for, and then there were the pop quizzes. And then God throws in a pop exam, where it's like, this isn't just a quiz, dude. This is a, <laughs> this is a big old exam. Big old exam, and it's pop. I didn't have time to study, and I have to hope that all that I've learned along the way is going to get me to pass this exam. Because my instructor is being silent. And now is not the time where they're going to answer any of my questions. And that's what's happening here. And they awoke him and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Completely not understanding that Jesus was like, Hey, I intentionally grabbed a pillow, yo, and, and went to sleep. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the sea, and he said, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm, and he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How, how is it that you have no faith? And we know that version, some versions in there say, Oh, ye of little faith. And that phraseology there in the Greek doesn't mean you didn't have enough faith. It means your faith was so short-lived. And, and that's, that's the story that I've been walking through. Hey, Lisa, you want to jump in this boat and go to the other side? I'll be in there with you. I, here's my voice. Here's the word I'm giving to you. I picked you. This is my hand. This is my will for you. Okay, God, well, if you're going to go with me, then we're going to make it happen. And I jump in this boat, and I'm pretty sure God grabbed a pillow and went to sleep for about four weeks. That's what it felt like. Where I was like, ha, ha, And God kept reminding me that it's one thing to have faith, it's another thing to persevere in your faith. Because everybody in this room has faith in a moment. But when God falls asleep and the windstorm comes, when you're right in the middle of the will of God, what does your faith look like there? When he's quiet, have you been studying? Have you been learning? Have you been watching? See, they had, they had classroom time, feeding the multitude. Jesus was teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. He's like, okay, now it's time for a test. Do you believe? Will you continue to walk on faith? Or will you begin to freak out and struggle in your faith? And so I really felt like, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you tonight. A, because it's been part of the story I've gone through. And really saying, okay, like my housing manager literally called me panic one night. He was like, they got bed bugs. This person's freaking out. These two residents are outside kicking each other's rear end. And there's nobody running this place. Like, there's nobody here. And we are in triage. I mean, it was like, and I was like, okay, calm down. I'm going to make some executive decisions right now. We're shutting down this building. Take all the homeless people. Put them in this building. Bring all, I mean, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. We just had, and I had to trust the wisdom and the knowledge and, frankly, the gifting and the anointing that God had given to me in that moment, in the middle of the windstorm, okay, to, to be able to just act on faith. There wasn't no time to be like, um, excuse me for a minute while I hang up and pray. Okay, I'm not making fun of that, but I'm saying if you can't walk, when you're in the middle of an exam, you got to be able to say, listen, I've been studying. I've been studying and I've been watching my God. And I know the way that he works. 
And I don't need to stop and ask. I don't need to stop and pray. I don't need to, because I'm confident that this is what God has said. And I'm confident he's picked me. And I may make the worst decision of my life tonight, but I'm confident he will still bless it. Because God is a God who is faithful to his word. And if I know that I know that I know, he said, I'm looking for somebody who will be a new wineskin that I can pour out new wine. And I'm asking you, are you available? And in that moment, I made a decision that I was going to partner with God and I was going to trust him. And let me just say, we're not through it. We are not through it. I just increased my budget by about six to $7,000 a month. I'm hoping that our income goes up. Right? But if it doesn't, but God. But God. But God. Because God's butt is always bigger than any butt I can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> all day long. And so I mean, we have to just continuously... Y'all are like, how oh, did she puts us and then she rinses. <laughs> and so I wanted to share this message with you too. One, to share with you the exciting stuff that's going on. Because many of you, I've known some of you guys from the very beginning when Crazy Eight Ministries was itty bitty. And we were like, despise not thy small beginnings. And all this stuff. And then I was like, woo, five acres, woo. Last year we bought more acreage, woo, eight acres, woo. Now we're in two different cities, three different campuses. And, um, and it's ridiculous what God has done. Yet I hear the Lord say, this is still such a small thing in my sight. Yet this is still such a small thing in my sight. And so we've gone through the testing. I would like to say we've passed the exam. I would like to say we got an A, maybe not an A+. Plus. But, um, you know, we, we do an A and the Holy Spirit puts the pluses all along. And, you know, he fixes it all. And so it's great. And so I wanted to share this with you to encourage you because I think it's very relevant to all of us um, in saying that, you know, God is calling all of us to, to stretch outside of our comfort zone. You know, um, I do a lot of life coaching and counseling. Um, and so when I'm life coaching, of course, that's more like you're casting your vision, you're moving forward, your, your, your counseling is kind of working through things in your past. But when we're doing the life coaching, and I say to people, I want you to set some goals. Now, I want you to set some goals in your, in not your comfort zone. I want you to set them in your, you know, there's the comfort zone. There's the discomfort zone, and then there's the delusional zone. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, that's the delusional zone. Let's bring it back to the discomfort zone. And so, but I think that God, when we get into the discomfort zone and we step outside of what we can reason, what we can figure out, what makes sense, you know, I can't figure out. Like when I looked at their budget, my budget, and, you know, merging within two, it wasn't merging, it was a total, total sweep. Um, and I looked at it, and I was like, I can't reason this. I, I don't even want to see your 990s. I don't want to look at my 990s because I'll look at it till my eyes are crossed. And at the end of the day, I still have to do what God's telling me to do, whether it makes sense or not. And so you do what God tells you to do. You take that leap of faith, and then you enter into a real windstorm, and you're in the midst of triage, and you're sure that God has not just happened to fall asleep on you, but he has take, gotten a pillow, and he is so chill, he's curled up in a ball, and he's like, I'll be over here sleeping, you know? And, and we've all gone through seasons like that where we experience, and maybe some of you are in this room tonight. And I, I really feel like that was a very specific word. I don't know that I've ever preached that message before. She traveled with me all over. Um, and so that was just really fresh, just the idea of being in the middle of the will of God. <clears throat> and 
and having the windstorm come, you know. And um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, and I am gonna open up the floor for some ministry. Um, you know, people come forward. Uh, they experience healing. Some people just want encouragement. Maybe you're in the middle of a windstorm. Maybe you're not sure if you're in the will of God. Maybe you're not sure you hear from God. I don't really know. I don't really care. Um, maybe you're like, I don't. I just want to. I just want prayer. Great. I mean, if you're here and you want prayer, great. Come on forward. I'll pray. Um, <clears throat> we'll play some music. We're just gonna rock and roll. We good? We're gonna rock and roll with that. What I am gonna say is, I know like sometimes we get these house meetings and like everybody's excited for prayer, which I love. And then we get these big, long lines, which is exciting, but then other people can't see. Um, and so people do like to see and watch the work of the Lord, which is good, too, because I need everybody to be engaged. So remember, in the beginning, when we um, we kind of brought in the presence, we ushered in the presence, I didn't do that. We did that as a group. And so it's it, there is a level of importance of sustaining an atmosphere that is continuously cultivating um Movement of the Holy Spirit, and so y'all take you guys are not spectators tonight. Everybody ready to participate in kingdom business? Okay, great. Um, because you never know when I'll call somebody up and say I want you to pray with this person. You never know. Um, and so I am going to pray. Let's just go ahead and just start some music. And um, but I, I want us all to just kind of collectively pray, even as as the music's playing. And, and just when we feel the time is right, if anybody wants to come forward for prayer, we'll just start, start the ministry. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're just here to just step into your presence. God, we thank you, Father. It's not even a stepping into your presence. God, it's just a releasing of your presence. Because again, wherever I go, you go, God. Your word says, where could I go to flee from your presence, God? That even if I were to settle, if I were to choose to settle in the depths of sin, if I were to choose sin, Father, even there your presence would find me because you never leave me. You never forsake me. God, you never fall asleep on me. You're a God who does not sleep, nor do you slumber. And that you follow me all the days of my life, Father, and you lead me in the ways of everlasting, Father. That you lead me about in a righteous path, Father. Your word says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I want you to just listen to what I'm praying here. So I'm going to do some teaching and training as I'm just cultivating the presence of the Lord. Everything that I'm praying right now is just the word of God. I'm just speaking the word of God just as the Holy Spirit brings it up. I'm just speaking the word of God. So, Father, I just thank you that your word is a lamp unto my path. It is a light unto my feet. Your word says that if I hide your word in my heart, that I would not sin against you. And so, Father, I just take your word. I hide it in my heart. I tuck it in there. I thank you, Father, that your word says that your word is the law that has been written upon my heart and upon my mind. God, that your word is forever upon my lips. God, I thank you that you say that you will recall unto me all the things you have taught me and trained me. I thank you, Father, that there is a confidence and a boldness that you say that I am more than a conqueror. God, that if you are for me, then who can stand against me? That though the enemy come at me in one way, he shall flee in seven directions. So now I'm just making declarations over my own life. God, I thank you that there is no fear in my life because your word says that your perfect love casts out all fear. And God, because I agree with your perfect love and the perfect love that you have for me, God, there is no room for fear. And anytime I feel anxiety, Father, I come before you with thanksgiving and I regret my requests before you. And the peace of God that transcends my understanding guards my heart and my mind and therefore I have no anxieties but Father whatever is lovely and whatever is pure and whatever is good and whatever is excellent these things I set my mind upon God that my, my mind is set totally upon them Father and I do not stray from your word 
I thank you, Father, that your word is alive and active. It's living and it's breathing and it's dwelling within me. And it's dividing within me and teaching me how to discern between my soul, my feelings, my thinking, my choices, and your soul. And your thinking, and your feeling, and your choices, God. And your word is like that sword that divides it and exposes, Father, that I would be laid open and bare, seen before an almighty God. Father, open for the examination of the perfect love. I thank you, Father, as I just set my hand upon my mind, that there is no confusion in my mind. God, that I am not confused, but your word says that I have the mind of Christ. That I am not a double-minded man, but when I lack wisdom, I ask you, and you give it to me generously, without finding any fault. And so, God, I just receive the generous wisdom of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. I just loose it in my mind. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that even as I touch my heart, that the compassion of Jesus lives and breathes and dwells in me. God, I thank you for the wrenching of the guts that you bring into my life, Father, as I see those who are harassed, who are helpless, who are like sheep without a shepherd. Father, that you've given me a heart for those who are broken. God, I thank you that not only you've given me the heart, but God, you've given me strategies. You've given me understandings. You've given me answers. God, we praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We lift our hands unto you, Father, and we cry out glory unto you. Holy is the Lord God most high. Father, we thank you for the holy of holies and for the gift of the holy of holies. And that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that shed on the cross, God, that there was a ripping and a tearing of the veil from the top to the bottom. And with confidence and with assurance, we enter into the most high place and we stand face to face with the most high God. And I thank you, Father, that you call us of the royal priesthood, that we are co-heirs with Christ. Father, that we are of a royal kingdom. God, that you have placed your signet ring upon our fingers. God, and that today is the day that the king's scepter has been handed into the kingdom people, God, granting us requests to come in to the king's room to stand at the throne, Father, and to speak for to you, to speak directly with you, God, and to bring to you our requests. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that we can lay our requests before you in the morning, and all day long we watch with expectation, knowing that you are a God who inclines his ear towards our voice, God, that you lean in towards us, that the minute we begin to speak, Holy Spirit, that you are engaged, that you are at attention, that you are aware, that there is not a thought that goes through our head that you do not know it, there's not a word that comes from our mouth that you do not know it, there's not a hair that's on my head that you have not counted it. God, there's not a feeling that I have in my heart that you haven't felt it, for you are fully aware of everything in my life. God, you are intimate with all of my ways. I thank you, Father, that while I was yet in my mother's womb, Father, you knit within me a foundation that you have called me to build upon, a foundation of a purpose, a foundation of a plan, a foundation of a divine assignment, an assignment to prosper me, assignment to give me a hope, assignment to give me a future and not to harm me. God, that you have set me up to succeed, Father, that you have planted me on a hillside, and God, that you have set me up to bring forth 
forth good fruit. And I thank you, Father, because I'm in the kingdom ways and I'm because I'm a co-heir with Christ, God, that I bring forth productivity for the kingdom. I thank you, Father, that the work of my hands is effective. I thank you, Father, that everything I set my hands to the plows to do, God brings forth fruit. I thank you, Father, that every place I set my foot, you have given me that land. God, I thank you that the minute I walk into a room that the enemy shakes and he flees. I thank you, Father, that shall I touch any leper, the leper shall be made clean. But I shall not be contaminated by any demonic or demonic spirit, any false spirit, foul spirit. But God, your word says that you've given me power, you've given me authority to take up serpents with my hands, to speak those serpents and cast them back into the pit of hell. I thank you, Father, because I am your child and I follow you, God. I don't just speak your word, but the word is confirmed with accompanying signs. God, signs like deliverance, signs like healing, signs like speaking in new tongues. Father, we thank you, Lord, that the works of God are alive and they are active. We thank you, Father, that the works of God are indeed necessary in this kingdom age. We thank you, Father, that the works of God are indeed relevant. We thank you, Father, that you are a God who has not changed, but you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. How we worship you, God. Who is like you? Who is like you, God? Who is like this God? Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for revelation knowledge. God, we thank you that you guide our path. We thank you, Father, that you are the anointing that we carry within us that guides us and counsels us all along the way. Father, we thank you that we are not a confused people. We are not a wandering people. We are not a lost people, but we are indeed found. God, we thank you that you show us the best and most excellent path. We glorify you. We honor you. We praise you. Hallelujah. 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 We glorify you. Just praise him where you're at. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For more information or to keep up on current events and products, please go to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. 